Moms know how chaotic life can get with a busy household. And that's why they turn to all free clear mega packs. All free clear mega packs mean less time worrying about laundry and more time doing what you love. New all free clear mega packs have two times the cleaning ingredients compared to a regular pack and are 100% free of dyes and perfumes. Purchase all free clear mega packs today and conquer any laundry load. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Okay. This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net. And we have another entertainment interview for you here today. Um, and I'm especially excited to have um, Michael Veach with me today. And hopefully I still said it correctly uh, because yes. Michael is going to be performing at one of my favorite places in the whole world, Cafe Lena, like the oldest coffee house still up and running and being very innovative. So Michael, tell us um, a little bit about yourself and like, how did you even get into music? Because I always wanted to be in music, but I don't have the talent for it. <laughs> um, I uh, Well, first of all, uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. And uh, uh, I'm sorry you won't be at Cafe Lena, but I understand your brother will be. So this yes. is wonderful. We'll get, you'll get a firsthand report. Um, I, I'm performing with a group called the We Remembers. And this is myself and three other songwriters who participated in a songwriting project working with Holocaust survivors. And this has been, this was a project that was started uh, quite a few years ago to, to focus on writing songs with elders. And it's based on a, uh, like a national model, okay? Um, it, they do this in other parts of the country. And a local nonprofit called Sage Arts got formed and started, uh, you know, rounding up songwriters. And they were going for a few years. And then uh, one of the songwriters had to bow out. And so they contacted me and said, would you like to work with Holocaust survivors? And of course, I had just finished living two years in Munich, Germany. Wow. And I had studied the Holocaust while I was living there. Because it's everywhere, you know, you get on the train and half an hour later, you're at Dachau, you know, I mean, it was like, I spent two years just immersed in the whole history, tracking down, uh, you know, satellite work camps. And I mean, I, you know, I, I got into this thing big time. And uh, primarily because there was a whole story in Europe that we never really got taught here they didn't tell us everything that went on over there you have to really kind of go and see it for yourself so anyway the the pbs picked up the uh the project we had been filmed by a, um, a lovely filmmaker and his partner tim miller and Eileen cutler and they had followed us around 
you know, gratis, I mean, for free, and filmed us. And then they put together this thing and sold it to PBS. And it ran last April all over the country, 440 stations. So um, uh, I, I thought to myself, you know, the, the songs were great. The, the, the performers are great. The message is great. You know, the purpose of the whole project was to, we remember to keep the, the memory alive. Right. So, uh, I suggested let's, the four of us, uh, get together and see if we can't put an act out there. <laughs> and so that's where we are. And Cafe Lena, to their, um, to their total credit, were the first ones to pick us up and just said, yes, bang. And that was it. And so, um, so we're going, uh, we'll be there September 22nd. And I understand that the whole week in Saratoga is kind of like a big deal. It's called Peace Week. Mm-hmm. So Cafe Lena will be presenting us right in the middle of Peace Week, which I think Love is it. perfect, you know, perfect. Now, have you, so, ever been, uh, have you ever been up there? Uh, well, I've been to Saratoga many times. Um, but I must say, uh, I have been many years trying to get into Cafe Lena <laughs> um, to perform. And I've been doing this solo acoustic performance probably 30 years now. And uh, you asked how I became a musician. Well, I was I was singing in my crib before I could speak. I okay? love that. This is what they told me. And uh, uh, I, you know, I... I'm very interested in politics and I got very, you know, I'm from Vermont and I got very involved in politics in Vermont. And, uh, you know, I, I got to the point where I actually ran for state office, state Senate from my County. And, uh, Sean Colvin, who was a friend, uh, um, you know, came and did a fundraiser for me and we raised like $10,000 uh one concert for my campaign and i <clears throat> i saw the power of music <laughs> and then i knew that i had this election coming up and i made a decision because i she said you know she basically told me i, I played my stuff for her and she told me she said you know you gotta you gotta keep writing songs because you're really good and and you gotta go visit my friend jack hardy down in greenwich village when you know when you really get serious um fast folk and all of that and so i made a decision if i win the election i'm gonna go politics if i lose the election i'm gonna go music so here i am doing music lost the election um and uh went and spent four and a half years with jack hardy every monday night and and really honed my craft of songwriting and i thank sean for that um Suzanne Vega you know she was part of that project she would show up she was still showing up Monday night so it was great to hang out with her and you know um uh it just um it's what I needed you know to take me to uh, the level I wanted to be at with my songwriting and uh, so here I am and I oftentimes think that artists like yourself um provide us with our own voices um, thoughts are going through our head that you're putting together on paper and performing and and 
I'm in awe so many times when I'm listening to something and it's like, well, wow, that's what I've been feeling. I just couldn't get those words out. Um, mm -hmm. So I think sometimes you can play even a bigger role as mm -hmm. uh, a performer than as you can as an elected official. Well, I subscribe to the Neil Young uh, philosophy, which is that, and this is why you're having those feelings. And I'm going to explain this to you. Okay. you know, you're feeling the same thing that I'm singing about because it's all out there. And it just happens that people like me and Neil Young and other songwriters, we just happen to have the ability to, to pick it up and convert it into a song. It's out there. You know, it's just, it's, and, and you're picking it up. You just, you're not there yet to where you can like translate it. And, 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 and what well, all we're doing as songwriters is just telling a story. We're just, right. we're feeding it back to you, you know, and, and, and so it's, a, it's creating the circle and, you know, and that's, that's, that's life. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's go back to this, um, this program that you're putting together that you put together um yeah. you know there once was a time that i never would have thought that talking about the holocaust should be in song okay um i don't have any direct relatives that were part of the holocaust most of my uh family came from from russia um in fact uh didn't even realize that my grandparents my mother's parents lived um, basically in Ukraine when it was Russia. And so mm -hmm. as I'm watching what's going on politically yeah, now, mean, it's like, sure. you know, that's where yeah. my family was from. But speaking of the Holocaust, um, growing up, of course, I read Diary of Anne Frank and I learned about yeah. it in Sunday school and Hebrew school, but really it hasn't been until recently when survivors have actually and there's not that many left anymore but the survivors have come forward and have told us their stories yeah. and um it's heart-wrenching what the survivors yes. have gone through yeah so when you were there what was your sense of um is there almost like an apology from the from Germany that this actually happened in their country? There, there is uh, an overwhelming guilt. Um, and, uh, you know, I was hanging out. I, when I got to Munich, I went looking for the songwriters and I found them and they were all hanging out at this one cafe and, you know, and they were all buddies. And I got in with the group and everything. They were like the grandkids, okay, of their grandparents were alive during the right. war they have the guilt and they're the grandkids okay their parents had the guilt uh the grandparents um i don't know they're not here you know but um you know the bottom line is that uh there's an overwhelming sense of guilt and um they um you, you don't know this until you actually go there and then you start hanging out with them and then you start, they open up after a while. And then, you know, they love America. They love the Western music. They love the Western culture. Uh, you get to know them and then they start to open up a little bit. And then you start to learn uh, some of the, you know, 
some of their feelings and um it's um and on tv i mean you turn on german tv uh, i swear to god every night there's something about world war ii wow and and the germans losing <laughs> and and it's done in a way to just uh i mean they're not they're not upset about this they're they're feeling bad about it they're feeling bad that they let hitler uh, rise to power and 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 that's what's driving the holocaust survivors now and that's what i picked up i, th I think that's what others in the group picked up which is that they see very uh strong similarities to what's going on in the u.s uh as to what went on in germany before the rise of hitler and they want to uh send us a warning you know and they want us to listen and to hear their stories because uh you know they're they're all getting triggered <laughs> by the news and it's bringing back all these horrible memories for them and uh um so that's the connection and that's what that was my interest because you know you can write a song about somebody's horrible life and okay blah 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 but i'm more interested in telling you know their story to audiences in a way that the audience can uh, identify with it and reflect on it and sort of see, you know, maybe see how these survivors dealt with it, how they dealt with the um, uh, experiences that they went through. And uh, I was very fortunate to work with uh, Rita Schwartz, who, um, you know, even the end of her life, very optimistic. She's very upset with Donald Trump but very optimistic <laughs> um, uh, in, in, in many ways too, you know, so, um, so that's all in there. No, I don't want to talk and forever. You, but, yeah. And you know, it's interesting when you talk about um, the grandchildren and the children um, feeling guilty for what their parents and grandparents had done previously. Um, just six years ago, um, my mother had developed, had a stroke and um, she didn't know she was dying and she still was quite verbal for a while. And for the first, you know, oh, maybe four weeks, um, she was aware that an election was coming up mm -hmm. and she kept reminding me that she didn't want our country to become like Germany. And my mother had not talked about this prior to her, her stroke. But there was something about she obviously had a sense of what was going on. And she kept asking my brother and I to promise that we wouldn't forget our ancestors. And I thought it was quite remarkable because she went through this for about four weeks and then she slowly yeah. basically stopped talking. And I know that the day that she died, I looked at her and I said, I'm not forgetting. And mm -hmm those next four years were difficult because I felt like I, I had failed her. Yeah. So I can almost understand what today's yeah. German population is going through. Yeah. But, th but there you were in Germany for two years um, right. and writing songs. Were some, of the, <laughs> were some of those songs, um, did you feel it, even when people weren't around, could you feel it from 
everything else around you because that's where it all yeah, yeah, happens. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Um, uh, there one song in particular I wanted to talk about, which is called White Rose, and uh, which I wrote in Munich. And right down the street from where I was staying um, was uh, the university. Um, and uh, it's where the White Rose, a group of kids, college kids during the war, exposed the whole um, uh, death camp um, story. You know, I mean, it wasn't, this wasn't news. I mean, the, you know, the death camps were kept a secret by the military and by Hitler. And um, these uh, college students, some of them had gone to battle, you know, they'd been enlisted and gone to the Eastern Front and, and come back with the stories and they had seen Auschwitz and they, you know, they had seen these camps. And uh, so the White Rose group of students, they started a leaflet campaign and it was very, very uh, clever. They, they printed the leaflets at the college on the college printing department. And then uh, they would bundle them up and they would take them to another city. And then from the other city, they would mail them back so that um, you know, they couldn't be traced. And um, they were found out, they were caught um, and they were put on trial uh, and the judge in Munich and the judge just was a, you know, he was a Nazi all the way. Um, and uh, they were taken out after the trial and executed, um, just like that. And and the, the, the judge wanted them executed on the lawn of the university mm. with guillotines. And instead they took them to the prison and killed them with guillotines. I mean, think about this, you know. These are like 19, 20 year old kids, you know. <laughs> so I wrote a song about the White Rose. And primarily for me, it was, uh, I was upset that, you know, I studied history in high school. Uh, I studied it in college. No one ever told me the story of White Rose. No. I never heard that story. And 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 they are they are uh considered basically saints in Munich. They're, they have streets named after them. They are honored uh, every year with a memorial event. They've got plaques all over the college. I mean, they are revered, you know, um, and uh, we haven't even heard a peep about them over here. So, you know, I mean, and, and there are some other songs uh, that, that I, I wrote to try to capture that feel. Um, and um, you can't escape it. I mean, or I couldn't. Anymore. You know, I go in with my antenna up and I'm looking for stuff unconsciously, consciously, you know, and and so it just, you know, it just kind of hits you. And then. So well, and I have the, learned recently how much we we didn't know here in the United States and how yeah. much we don't teach in the classroom um it's interesting my youngest son is a history buff um and he doesn't just take for granted what the, his teachers have taught him or what was in the textbooks um and he used to challenge them on all fronts of history with information and his teachers would say well 
we don't have enough time to get into that. And he'd go, but this is important. He'd find something that mm-hmm. really could change how, how we think about things. And so yeah. I'm amazed, um, or I should say I'm not amazed that the white rose was something that just didn't get public. And hopefully we can learn more about them. Go on Wikipedia. Um, there was a movie made, which, you know, I never saw. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, go on Wikipedia and, and uh, Sophie, um, uh, Sophie Scholl is the, the leader and her, her brother. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an amazing story and it's, and it's really relevant today. I mean, that's the thing right. is that, you know, um, the battle of good and evil continues and, right. and, and, you know, uh, and here we are. Um, hopefully we're on the good side. I, I think I am. And, you know, we're, we're pushing back against the darkness and, and, uh, and people like uh, White Rose and Sophie Scholl and, and who came before us. And then here's the other thing that this is, this is what for me is sort of like the, the gift. And that is that um, uh, when it came time, I, I recorded the song, I, I was putting it on a, a record that uh, was just going to be a digital release and um i had been uh in munich uh, one night i was performing and uh, at the end of my performance a guy came up to me and handed me a painting that he had done and uh, uh had he, he had been showing in the gallery where i was performing and he just he took his painting off the wall and handed it to me and said, you need this. And I said, okay, I'll take it. Are you sure? And he said, yeah. So when it came time to put out the song, I wanted to use that image. And I contacted him and I said, can I use the image? And here's the song, um, you know, here's the song. Here's one of the songs that's gonna be on the record just so you get an idea. And I sent him White Rose. Well, it turns out, <laughs> this is what makes me cry. It turns out that his mother, who we played the song for, was a member of White Rose, who survived. And uh, no, I'm sorry, her fa- her father was a member okay. of White Rose. Her father was a member of White Rose, and he survived. And he had been one of these guys in the other cities that would mail the pamphlets. Back. And she heard the song and burst out into tears. And so I, I took that as a yes. And uh, um, so, you know, uh, for me, it's, it's things like that that just, you know, really make it worth the effort, you know, to get, get something like that back is just, just blows my mind. Well, I, I just can't imagine um, the concert, uh, at Cafe Lena. Um, and the best thing I can say is that um, they are live streamed. So I'm going to make sure I'm tuned in that night because I, I just have this feeling that the music is going to not necessarily soothe us, but it's going to give us some more information and reconnect us. And that is two, so important. There are two shows the first set we're doing is there are, there are four songwriters, Elizabeth okay. Clark, 
Kelly McKenzie, Jude Roberts, and myself, we're all accomplished um, and have vast repertoire. Okay, so the first set we're going to do is a kind of a songwriter in the round, and we're each going to do a couple of our our songs. Um, I may, I'll probably do my my, my big number, uh, Veterans Day, which was covered by Judy Collins, you know, and and something else. I'm not sure what. And and uh, you know, Kelly, uh, I, I'm trying to talk her into doing the song that won the Mountain uh, Stage uh, contest. And you know, I mean, we we're all good. <laughs> if I don't say so myself. Well, you should. But then, but then the second half of the program will be focused on the material that we did for the PBS special and wrote for the Holocaust survivors. And uh, there will be uh, some, you know, we'll tell the stories. Um, uh, we each have a story to tell, which is very interesting. Uh, we'll perform the songs. We're, we're actually, we're not performing them individually uh, The uh, in the second half. We will be, we're all, it, we're we're like the Beatles. We're we're like a band <laughs> um, uh, doing "Let It Be," you know. And uh, I'm playing bass on one of the cuts, and um, uh, you know, uh, we're all singing harmony, and and uh, Kelly's playing banjo on everybody's song. So it's um, it's uh, it, it's a whole different thing, and and it'll be. Um, I think it's going to be something that. Uh, folk clubs have never seen before. I mean, that's my prediction. Um, well, I'm I'm very proud of Cafe Lena to be opening their doors to something like this. It's going to be remarkable. And this is probably um, another segue that you can come back to Cafe Lena, maybe as a solo artist. Never well, um, you know, I'm uh, I, it is my career. And I am uh, pursuing it. So, yeah. And I live in Woodstock. I'm right down the road. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll hit it out of the park and then they'll invite us back. Um, you know, maybe maybe two of us at a time or something. Absolutely. I don't know. But uh, we're, we're looking we're looking forward uh, to next uh, next year. Uh, to to hopefully uh, you know line up someone who could be more aggressive with booking and who has the contacts and so forth to, to book us and I think this would be an excellent um, you know just the the four of us doing our uh, we were members Holocaust program which is about 45 50 minutes long um, you know doing that at uh, folk festivals I think absolutely. It would be perfect folk festival event and um uh, i'm all for it so let's go so you just mentioned that you live in woodstock and yeah. one of the things i learned just about a year ago is woodstock is not where woodstock took place no um so we went and um visited uh the museum where woodstock right. actually took place um, right, but I but I find it very interesting. As somebody says, "I'm from Woodstock," yeah. picture in my head still thinks, "Oh, that's where it all took place." And I was too young to go to Woodstock. My parents wouldn't let me go. I was uh, 14. <laughs> I wanted to go. I really, really wanted. 
Well, no, I was not. I was not allowed to go. I guess on some level. Well, I wasn't allowed to go, but my musical brother uh, did go, and I'm not sure my parents even knew he went. So that means he got <laughs> there and back safely. So um, right. that is Good. wonderful. But I want to yeah. thank you for sharing um, your sure. your passion. Um, I. I started listening to some music earlier today um, and then I had uh, some internet issues. So I had to stop doing what I was doing, but I'm going to go back and listen to some more. And again, the date at Cafe Lena is. September 22nd. September 22nd. It's a live show. Uh, You know, they're selling tickets for live in audience, live audience. And, but you can also, I think it's only five bucks. You can tune in and to absolutely. The so um, do it. Yeah, I, and we'll see you on the stream. And um, you know, uh, you can if you want to listen to that song "White Rose." It's on Spotify. So just um, just plug me in, Michael Veach. It's V E I T C H. Uh, it's the opposite of what you would think it is. And uh, um, Scottish. My father was from born in Scotland. And um, michaelbeach.com or um, White Rose, Michael Beach, it'll, it'll pop up. And um, yeah, and check it out. I think you'll really dig it. Well, I'm <laughs> going to check it out next. And um, again, all this will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you forgot something, don't worry. Just read the notes. We'll get okay. you in touch and we'll have the link to Cafe Lena as well. Thank Excellent. you so much. Well, have thank a great you. Day. All right. You too. Take care bye now. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.